To Your Success. To Your Success is the number one gifting service for home services companies. Because you're a different contractor, you care about customers and want to express appreciation to build strong customer relationships. But you need a process that's effortless for you while feeling relational to your customers. There is an answer. To Your Success gives you the ability to automate a handcrafted thank you gift as soon as you complete a job. Visit toyoursuccess.com to learn more or schedule a live demo and receive a sample cookie gift. Delight your customers, build relationships, and cultivate loyalty. Visit toyoursuccess.com. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. Today's show is a great discussion I had with husband-wife duo James Brown and Tonya Alexander-Brown, owners of Air Care Heating and Cooling in Charlotte, North Carolina. These two have a great story and an incredibly interesting one. Best of all, it's a success story. AirCare has grown from $1.1 million to $2.7 million over the last two years, and much of it has been done so as a result of completing two acquisitions. And I'm not just talking about buying a customer list. James and Tonya merged their company with two others. Also of note, James and Tonya built their business in the early days utilizing home warranties, uh, provided them with some immediate calls and a quick customer base. But they'll go in-depth about how they turned that warranty business into a retail business. Highly interesting. Uh, James and Tony are just a neat couple. As you'll hear, they've made so many changes, especially over the last couple of years. Currently, they're still settling into a brand new office, and they have a vision for growing the company you know, to $10 million or more, hopefully sooner rather than later. And I believe they can. They're bright, calculated, hardworking people who know how to make things happen. So with that being said, let's hear the rest of the story from the couple themselves. Here's James Brown, Tony Alexander-Brown, owners of AirCare Heating and Cooling in Charlotte, North Carolina. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. James and Tanya, it's so good to see you. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us to be on the show today. If you would, uh, just share with everyone your names, your company name, and where you guys are located at. Sure, sure. Um, Tanya Alexander-Brown and James Brown uh, with Air Care Heating and Cooling. And we're located in the Charlotte, North Carolina market. Very good, very good. Uh, we're talking today because business has been very good just as uh, – the Charlotte area seems to be exploding. You guys are exploding. Kind of share with everyone how the last couple of years has been in terms of revenue and 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 I'm assuming good strong profitability. Yeah, it's um, it's got its up and downs. It's got its it's got its problems as as with anybody does. But um, sure. you know, we've done um, a couple acquisitions in the last couple of years, and that's what's really kind of stemmed a lot of our growth. But in like for example, in 2019, we were at 1.1. In 2020, we're at 1.9, and we should be doing 2.7 this year. So it's it's obviously it's been those are like night and day changes. So yeah, lots been going on. Huge changes, huge changes, and a big reason why we want to talk because acquisition is such a popular topic amongst the group. Like you know, and and you guys are living it. So it'll be good to get your insight into the the hurdles and the good stuff and the and some of the stuff you've had to sort out along the way. Um, but before we get into the nuts and bolts of, of operational things, I always love learning people's stories. I think you you can learn as much 
from that as you can talking day-to-day business. So let's talk about how we get into this industry. I'm, I'm James, I'm guessing you, you were the one or uh, Tanya, who, who got into HVAC? Both of us. Yeah, we actually were in, uh, we were at another company together. Oh, gosh. Really? Ages, ages ago. That's how we um, met. So we kind of both independently got into the field and then, you know, we had gotten that experience um, at this other company and James got his license and we just thought, wow, this is a good opportunity. And, we took it. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. Oh, that go was, ahead, James. Um, sorry, yeah, that was in 2007. Yeah, 2007. Okay. Her background is a lot of the office, uh, CSR dispatch for a good six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And right. we, or and I did a lot of maintenance service, service manager. That was our experience there. Um, then, yeah, so for about six years there. So, yeah, that's but you know that's where we met and we said we can do this and we did that's interesting i've i've done this a long time i've never heard people meeting in the industry or in the same company but i'm you know i got to check that box that's great that's interesting so what what decided that you guys were like hey we can do this on our own what what kind of pushed you into that uh into that decision well james is very much a numbers guy so um initially whenever we were contemplating making a move to doing something independently from the company that we were at. You know, James just kind of sat down and, and wrote out all the numbers. This is what we could do if X, Y, and Z, right? And so he mm-hmm. was very confident in his abilities. And while, you know, I was a little hesitant because I'm the one who's very cautionary when it comes to this stuff. Um, sure. James is very much just kind of, let's go. Happens. And uh, he's like, you know, he's like jumping off a cliff building his parachute <laughs> on the way down where yeah. I'd like to know where the parachute's at, how to open it, uh, you know, what is constructed of before making the jump. So we kind of try to, we have a good checks and balances when it comes to that. But um, I kind of believed in his belief in himself and um, that kind of catapulted in this wild and crazy entrepreneurial world that we're in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Technician and office person knowing that, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, we can run a business, no problem, so. Right, it's just easy, right? That's funny. Now, what kind of business was it? Was it residential service and replacement, right? Or was it in the, the current model you guys are running? Okay. It, so it was everything that we were used to um, is what we started to do. So it was all residential uh, maintenance, yeah. repair, and replacement. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys, you said you met in 2007? No, that's when we, we started. Married. Yeah, that's when you started your company. Okay. So were you married then before when you guys, before jumping into it? No. Okay. Dating at What's the time. That? So, yeah, a big draw in the hat is we met there, dating, start our company, and actually, after all of that, still get married. So, that's pretty, yeah. that's a, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's going to work because if you're dating and you're still got decided to get married after starting a new business, it must be love. So, I, I'll say that. So, um, well, let's talk about, and now I, I've, I've made the mistake of, of forgetting to check when you, when you met up with SGI, but it's when the last five years, something like that, four or five years. I think, we, I think yeah. we guessed around 2012, and somebody 2012. Have to but I want to say it was around 2012. Yeah, so okay. I think spring be our 10 year. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that's great. So starting your own business in 2007, that's uh, that's kind of an interesting time uh, given how the economy looked. Uh, was that I'm assuming was that a big challenge initially um, in um, kind of dealing with that? Or? Parts because yeah. for us, you know, we were just getting started in the industry, so. Um, we didn't really see probably the ups and downs as uh, what I would assume a lot of companies did who had been well sure. established um, because our you know revenue wasn't 
extremely high. We were, you know, very, you it was know, just us. yeah, it was just the yep. two of us. Expenses were really low and the income, sure. you know, we could make that work no matter what it was. Right. So That's I don't right. really think we um, had the, I guess, misfortune or unfortunate, um, we didn't know enough to be scared of the economy, so it really wasn't right. an issue. Oh, that's yeah. good. Kind of the best love, sure, sure. I always love finding out how brand new businesses with no customer base start. So okay. was it just talking to friends and family, or you knocking on doors, or how did you how did you, you keep the lights on there in those early days? Well, yeah. I think we did what a lot of a lot of companies do. We went to um, a few home warranty companies, and um, you know, we were vendors for home warranty companies there for a while. And then, of course, you know, home warranties are great for what they are, but we really felt like after a few years of we we've always done club memberships, even with the home warranty. So after a few mm -hmm. years of building that up, we kind of really felt like, unfortunately, the home warranty company becomes your customer at that point, not really the homeowner. Right. So we kind of felt like we could best serve the homeowners by kind of transitioning over into only doing um, the retail side of it. Sure. Bypassing the home warranty. Yeah. And sure. to kind of give a perspective of, I guess, how that first five years worked, um, we built we built very slow, okay, and very steady. And we, um, it was like I said, it was just us for five years, except for mm -hmm. hey, so-and-so might be able to help us this day. You know that kind of thing. We had no other full-time employees the whole time. So wow. <clears throat> but you know, day one when we went into business, we had five calls on the board from home warranty. So that's what got us indoors. Got it. Got it. So our first year was probably ninety percent home warranty, ten okay. percent. Mm -hmm. And then over the next five years was you know 80, 20, 50, 50, 20, 80. Okay. And then at, right around that fifth year, we were pretty much we're doing this all just retail only. And then that is the is the business we wanted to grow on like i said yeah. I mean, we didn't know any better so we just did the best with what we knew well, sure. and that is to do yeah. the work do the job and 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 double down on that so we didn't know how to run a business add people scale nothing like that so sure. but right about that time where we had been doing it and when we knew we were all retail is we knew okay if we're growing this is what we want to grow on we didn't want to grow with a warranty right um, our biggest well, you're the fear, numbers guy. You saw that, right? You saw the yes, margins. Yes. Our biggest fear was having three, four employees, right. ten, and the home warranty company saying no more calls. Right. And then right. we didn't have that stability. So yeah. we knew the retail side was growing mm -hmm. and supported adding team members. You know, we've added full-time employees ever since. So that's great. Talk about the the transition though from from that to retail, home from home warranty to retail. Was it just selling maintenance agreements once their home warranty is up after a year? Is that pretty much the process you guys use? Not waiting no, for that. we yeah. don't we don't wait on that. Mm -hmm. we, even as as the home warranty, as we went out there, we from day one, club memberships, club memberships, club memberships. I mean, obviously we called it something different. I don't remember what, what we called it back then, but those yeah. those maintenance plans consistently doing that. We knew from the second we started that that was going to be a key component um because well uh, i guess some people would know the home warranties you know they aren't going to cover things if they break due to lack of maintenance so that was kind right. of our way in with a lot of those homeowners so right. everybody was going to have them forever mm -hmm. so yeah. right that's interesting did you did you finally officially close that i'm assuming oh that's oh, yeah. yeah home warranty side yeah yeah that's yeah, good that's it you get... like, hey we don't want any more calls from you because we have our own okay that's very good where we wanted to get to Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, talk about the, the decision to join SGI, where where the business was at that point. 
you know, what, what kind of instigated, all right, I think we need maybe just, it'd be good to get an outside sounding board on, on how to, you know, run this business a certain way. What was that, the process behind that? Well, what was really interesting is that the the company that James and I were a part of before, they were already transitioning into, I guess, what you guys would call the direct energy franchise as it is now. I don't remember if that's what it was initially, um, but they were transitioning into that. So we were already familiar with the processes and procedures. Uh, I don't remember what it's called then. It was okay. The franchise part of it. And so we already knew about all that. But then when we did start transitioning away from the the home warranty, um, James is like, Let's just go check out the profit day, which is what we ended yeah. up doing. Where was sure. Raleigh. It was in Raleigh. That's right. Okay. Um, so we ended up going to the profit day and talking to um, Ray. Patrick Ray. Patrick, yeah. that's right. Um, and we had actually just been informed that another um, local company had dropped out at that particular mm. point. So our area was kind of open. Open. Okay. So I just jumped right on that. And, um, I'll be done. Yeah. So was it, yeah. That, <laughs> that is funny. So it was an air, airtime company that that what they bought a one hour and they were making conversion into one hour or were they already a one hour franchise? We were with them through that uh, transition mm-hmm. to that. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's what we were familiar with. So yeah. we spent years going. You know, we can do it our way. And we can do it our way. And we can do it our way. And and right. for the first years, we did transition away from home warranty to retail, mm-hmm. but it was five years of figuring it out, making mistakes, and and um, and honestly, we were right at that. You know, monetarily, we were right at that three hundred thousand dollar range for five years. Yeah. Now it was better of where it was coming, you know, but yeah. give or take around two fifty to three fifty, right? Yeah. So when we joined the profit day, um, or we went to the profit day, we weren't profitable. Like we weren't making okay. money. We were doing a job. Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like money in the bank, and let's you know. Now's the time and, and pull the trigger. No, we were um, we were tired. We were, we were sick of doing the same thing over and over again. Sure, sure. Um, when we went back to it, it was what we were hoping for and then committed to it. And mm-hmm. we were going to you know, build on this. We needed to build with a structure, a know-how, a go-to. Like we've got to tap into something to help us do it because we don't yeah. know. Right, right. It's a lot. I mean, running a business by yourselves, in the, in the office, everything on you, in the field, everything on you, it's a lot. To figure out, I'm sure after five years, you're like, okay, we got to grow out of this and and, yeah. and start, yeah, starting to get a little Proper. better properly, Proper. for sure. Really. Sure. So talk about then, okay, you go to, uh, you to go to Profit Day. I'm assuming you go to EP. I always get my timeline gets mixed up when, when we went from going to Expo as a new member or EP as a new member. So you went to EP, right? Yeah, it was like three weeks there, right? I mean, it wasn't a lot of time. There quick. wasn't a lot of time. I remember we went from yeah. Profit Day and then I remember <clears throat> Louisiana was the- New Orleans. Yeah, we the, drove to it. Was the EP? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Nice, yeah. nice drive. Yeah, no, we, I respect yeah. that. Sure. We didn't have the money to stay in the hotel where the profit day was. Mm-hmm. We stayed outside of town and drove to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was, it was tight, you know. And sure. when we say it was tight, it was tight. So we knew that we needed something better. Right. Um, we um, yeah, we we joined up in I think of February, and that March we went right to EP at New Orleans and Expo. We made oh, it wow. a fat check. Yeah. Thing, our memories yeah made. right in there yeah that's all right yeah timeline give or take yeah. a week or a month no that's all right it probably feels like forever ago considering all that's happened since then i bet um mm-hmm. all right so you so you go to you go to ep which was then part of an expo you leave i'm sure like 
mine's kind of uh, a little swollen trying to figure out what to do what what did you do next were there two or three things changes to the business you knew hey we need to we need to do x y and z um so the biggest thing we did was change rebrand mm-hmm. so yeah it was huge our, our name was horrible so um we've we rebranded um well wait a minute what was your name it okay it was <clears throat> J.E. Brown's Mechanical Group because it was my initials, my name, and we didn't right. know how to run a business. We we're like, we just know we can't have anybody else's name. Sure. And so nobody will have that. So we rolled yeah. with it for five years. Sure. Yeah. Um, but what we knew after, of course, EP was you can't have a name and then people ask you what you do. So we didn't know it wasn't great. <laughs> right, um, right, and right. people were remembering me as James Brown anyway. So we yeah. just stuck with that and we we uh, rebranded the James Brown Air Conditioning and Heating. Right. Um, and we were that way for a long time. Sure. Um, but that was the first thing we did was rebrand and commit mm-hmm. to doing that. Yeah. And the second thing was obviously straightforward pricing. Mm-hmm. Those were the biggest things for us. Those were the biggest things. Now let's talk about how did the business grow? You were doing about three hundred thousand. You know, when you you know you mentioned the last handful of years, it's it's grown considerably, but you were at one point one. So let's connect the dots from three hundred thousand to one point one. What got you? to that million dollars? Was it, uh, I'm assuming you had to put yourself in a sales role at some point and then hire people to manage the the, the technician and install side of things? Yes, all that. Um, I was the main um, field revenue generator where she handled everything in the office and that's right. our roles going in and that's what, and, and still to today, we know who's the go-to for what. There's not an argument over a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I'm good at. She knows what she's good at. And we both know that with each other. So for, yeah, we went from 300 to about 500,000 just with better processes, procedures. And like I said, at this point, we're all retail. Right. So we're growing a retail side. Um, right. and, and, and no advertising because we didn't know how to do it. You know, we were just right. word of mouth, slowly growing. Um, sure. From about 2013, I think, is when we were doing 500. And then I think we got to about 2016 where we were doing right at a million. Okay. And that was, you know, then we had a, you know, an extra person, two or three people, four people. Um, we were just adding them as we needed them and as we could. But, you know, sure. even all the way up to that, and we did one to 1.1 for about three years straight from 16 okay. to 19. Okay. okay. Um, but we knew we were just kind of all over that, you know, and for us, I was still 90% of the revenue. So, the equipment sales, the replacement sales, um, and still, of course, running calls in a truck, you know, just sure. the selling tech, I guess, is the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, and then maintenance guy and another maintenance guy, but they were just kind of an install crew when we needed them to help me or what, however it worked out with two or three or four people. Sure. You know, sure. So, yeah. Um, we knew after doing that three or four years, um, again, it's just kind of knowing what you're good at and what you're not. Um, we can get to that point, just me being good in a truck, but I, I, that was not scalable. Right. So we just, for years I had been looking at, well, how do you grow and growing by, you know, buying business, you know, instead of building business. And yeah, the building business wasn't working like we wanted it to. So I've been studying for years just on anything I can just grab on. What does an acquisition look like? How do you buy revenue? And, um, yeah, in 2019, we did our first deal and right. closed. This was even more fun. Um, we started at the end of 2019 with the deal. And yep. then we closed the 
everything with that acquisition on March 20th or 23rd of 2020, right as COVID hit. Perfect timing, perfect timing. Welcome welcome to the team and let's talk about PPE. Let's talk about masks. Let's talk about what we're doing and how we're going to you know, try to the first meeting was work. literally both of that. Who <laughs> yeah. we are, you know, this is what we did, and we have to talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that was our yeah. Well, so, but what like, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to go ahead on that. But what was that I miss out? What that looked like is we were doing 1.1 at the time with six people. That's including us. Okay, right, right. For um, that company that we acquired was doing right at eight or 850. Okay, that was, okay, that was and good. they had a team, and they had a team. Yeah. But what it did for us was the old owner, all he wanted was to, he just wanted to sit at a table with a customer and sell. So sure. we initially, what worked for us was it was, it was, it was pretty symmetrical between our business and his. So there wasn't a whole lot of change or, you know, well, bring your speed. A, a lot of more of the same. He was an airtime member, right? So he had a that lot of the- no, no, no. no. That was not, not the airtime member. Okay. No, it okay. was not an airtime member. Um, but what we did was um, we we're like, yeah, this this works out, especially for the first time and never having done this before. Yeah. Um, that company, and all of a sudden we had a team of ten and a comfort advisor. Yeah. So a month or two, maybe later, we had one or two other people, and then a lot of people talk about around that mark where you get out of a truck. Okay. Yeah. So, I, we did that kind of with a signature. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference of how we did it compared to other people. So I immediately was like, okay, there's a team. I need to back up and Focus see on the how team. they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then that was right. the first time where we can both be on the business, not in the business. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so let's talk about that a little bit. What was it like being in the office, Tony? What was it like having him in the office? How did you guys decide who would manage what duties? I mean, that's a lot to unpack in a really short period of time. Teach me what a browser is. Yeah, well, teaching with basic computer skills was definitely right. something that we, we continue to work with that, by the way. That's um, all right. But, uh, but no, uh, I think it's, I actually like having him in the office because in those days where I'm like, just want to run into a wall, I just run to him and I'm like, okay, we're, we need to problem solve, right? So it's easier for us to do that in the same office. But I mean, obviously it has challenges and struggles because you see each other in the office all day long and you go home and you see each other there all day. So it can be sure. a little, <laughs> a little monotonous sometimes, but, um, but we really get along very well. Yeah. So um, that really isn't much of a problem for us other than, um, trying to separate a lot of the work home stuff gets a little sure. gets a little fuzzy for us because we're so passionate about what we do that it's hard sure. to go home and not talk about work but well, I'm not yelling at you I'm <laughs> discussing problems you know <laughs> yeah but um as far as the division of labor like it's always been it he's always been much better at the sales the marketing he knows about that stuff much more than I than I do um even though the computer stuff he doesn't know he knows where he wants to go with the marketing um, information. So that was always really easy. And then of course I, you know, was handling um, the phone calls and we had um, acquired um, an employee or two from from their office staff too. So okay. so we were able to kind of, you know, fold those people in and, and, and try to make it work. And so now it's, now it's great. We have 
me and then I have a team of four up front that um, I have one person that's kind of managing those other three. Um, and that's post another acquisition. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. We'll, we'll get um, into that. <laughs> there okay. you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's been interesting kind of watching the, the things happen in the office and, yeah. you know, making that delegation has been sure. a fun process. Ultimately, in, what that did for us was um, closing on that company in March of 2020. Um, well, okay, mentally what it did for us is we didn't have time to worry about COVID. We had to go on offense. Mm -hmm. So yep. that was just like, uh, that's just the thing we have to navigate. So yeah. SGI was awesome on that mm -hmm. because initially you're like, are we even allowed to work? And we didn't know. Everybody had those questions. Right. Um, so what they did behind the scenes and, and getting everybody the information as real time as possible. That was pretty phenomenal. And I've got to give them a mention for that because that was super important for us. That was stressful. Absolutely. You know, that was stressful. Yes, um, but ultimately what it did was, you know, with about a team of uh, 10 or 11, you know, we ended up doing around 1.9. Wow, that's great. Uh, so that year and nine months of that was with uh, the added company too. Mm -hmm. So that just right. helped us kind of burst that little bubble, you know, of, yeah. of okay, other things are possible. Yeah, there's that glass ceiling that they always kind of talk about around a million dollars. And we were having a really hard time breaking through that. Um, sure. And that's why we were looking at the initial acquisition because we thought, well, this is a great way for us to do it. And we really hadn't explored a lot of options in terms of um, marketing and, you know, making that a part of our marketing budget was something that we're, we just committed to. Right. Well, I guess, you know, you guys were probably profitable leading up. So you'd save some money to be able to acquire this other business. Right. So what, um, how did this, and we can share as much as you want or, or as little as you want, but in terms of, because members want to know, because they're interested in acquire, how do I acquire someone? What does that look like? So let's talk about the process. First things first, how did you earmark this this other business? And it was called AirCare, right? So that was the other business, AirCare, correct? Yeah, so that's exactly right. How did you right. identify? Um, the important information is realizing that there are a million ways to go from one to two, you know, and, and growing a business. Yeah. First off was having enough self-awareness to realize what you were good at and what you weren't. Yeah. And you were struggling to do it, I guess you can say organically, where a lot of other companies have had success. And that could be with the way their team is structured or who has what pros and cons and abilities, right? But yeah. I was really having trouble with that, going from there to there. So that's why that route worked better for us. <clears throat> but the way there's also, when you're acquiring, there's ways to do that. Um, anywhere from sending out letters, cold calling home or uh, business owners and saying, hey, who's interested? You know, yeah. and, um, there's a lot of ways to do that. And the way we ended up doing it was, because also this is new to us. We've we've never sure. done this, and you know we were <laughs> sure. we were just committed to learning from experience and as much information as we can get. You know, even from watching the videos of Lawn from years ago, yeah, um, SGI, and then anything else I can find and gather on YouTube, right? Anything I can find. Um, but you know, we ended up working with a broker that oh, okay. had a business deal, and we're like, okay, well, what does this look like? You know, yeah. so and. It, it was just so, I guess you can say seamless. It was about as easy of a deal as possible because it was so <laughs> similar to what we were already doing. Mm -hmm. Ended up being the, the guy that was just, he was done. He was in business for like 10 years. And I think mentally he was just not wanting to run the business, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was, a, it was a business deal. And we did use some SBA lending and put some money down. Yeah. So it was like this magic wad of cash. So we still okay. wanted enough to, Say, okay, if I'm going into debt over this, right? I, yeah. 
has to be a business to be able to handle the cash flow. Right. That service. So, and there has to be something left after that. So there was a lot of number crunching. There was a yep. lot of number crunching to say, okay, what are they doing? What opportunities do they have? What would we do with them? Mm. And how much of a obligation is it for us to be able to pay compared to what mm. we can bring in with it? So um, we had to be able to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. So was was it a multiple of profit that that ultimately determined what the price you paid on it, or what, were they not profitable and it was mostly? At that level, it is a multiple of profit. But honestly, at that when you're, from my understanding, okay, when you're down around a million dollar company, yeah. a million and a half dollar company, you're you're going to use the at that time, and it may be close or similar now, but two and a half multiplier, yeah. two point six, point seven, yeah. you know, sure. because you know it. Yeah, so it's around that kind of multiplier. Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll All right. Okay. All right. So you <clears throat> you make the acquisition. We have the sit down. This is who we are. You know, mm. we're we're we we're in charge of the business now. You don't even know me. Oh, and there's COVID, by the way. Whatever that oh, is. And yeah, we're changing our name. <laughs> yeah, oh, Air Brand. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. But it Another but it was Aircare, right? So you the business you bought was Aircare. So that was at least it made it easier that transition, right? So it did. It really did. It really helped. Um, it helped them acclimate because obviously, you know, having a meeting that morning saying, "Hey, we're the new owners," you know, right. is, is a little team. So, um, right. But when we brought them over to introduce our existing team, is when we had to let our team know what we did, and and navigating that whole thing was really fun. You know, honestly, it's it's a lot of details, but yeah. meeting with each individual person, telling them exactly what to expect, asking them what's important to them, what kind of concerns they have. Okay. You know, it was kind of um and it happened very quickly it did it rolled in very quickly with the type of businesses that we were already running and it it, it was a very um, good time of year to do it too it was in retrospect it happened very the transition so, was mm -hmm. yeah i would think yeah and we were busy enough for us, us to just get to work mm -hmm. yeah. okay all right so just so we so i understand so the audience understands so it was the two of you in the office plus another young lady uh answering the phones correct and then what was the fee we had the former owner was selling for, for you correct and then you we had what like an install team and a couple of maintenance techs or what did the what does the, the field look at that point four, no what four came or five. Uh, well i mean okay what we had and what we acquired okay we had six people um which what consisted of an install crew of two me and tanya mm -hmm. um i think uh another technician and another person in the office mm -hmm. Okay. That was the six we had. What they brought was the owner turned comfort advisor. Yeah. Um, uh, another service tech they had turned uh, into our service manager mm -hmm. and still today. Okay. Um, another technician that came over at the time too, and then somebody else in the office to help. Okay. So all right. Team of ten. And by the end of summer, we had a um, we had hired another two installers and I say two more techs and I think we ended up having 14 people at the end of the year. Okay. All right. So so how many how many technicians service technicians do you have? Service maintenance? Uh, at that time or now? Current currently. Let's talk about real currently. Time. We have uh seven technicians on an on-call rotation. Okay. Three installers that are installers full time. Um okay. of the three installers. So um of the other technicians, I have two of them that can help with install so they are sure. kind of running both duties before we yeah. hire full-time installers right um and then we have a full-time comfort advisor 
a full-time service manager that is not running in the on call right now. He's not. I was going to ask seven. about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, me, Tanya, and four others in the office. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that exploded a bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I am intrigued because I, I I just have a feeling other members are, that are are watching or listening are asking. You take an owner you know, that you bought the business from and he, I just want to sell and talk. And that's great. Cause I get it. Maybe they're, they're people, people, you know, but now you have maybe a certain process or sales system and maybe you have to increase prices or you, this is what we need yeah. to get the margins. Right. Cause we just bought this thing. We need to make it happen. Did, did he, was he willing to change or did that not last very long? Um, for him, it was kind of more of the same, you know, let's just okay. take, talk about really easy to work with. Honestly, he really was. Okay. And he was, that's good. That was it. That was his natural state. Like that was a good position for him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but he was really only with us. It seems like five years, but he was only with us from that March to by the end of October. He wanted to go do something else. Okay. All right. So we only had six months mm -hmm. or yeah. seven months. Um, it felt like a long time, but we only had him six or seven months. Yeah. Uh, so that was going into winter for us. I didn't have another. I didn't have another comfort advisor then. No, you just so I just went kind of back in. Plus at that time we had a selling tech that did a little bit, but very little, like learning to. Yeah. Um, but I, I went back to doing almost all the sales, all the estimates. Okay. Okay. And how long did five, yeah, four or five months? I had another comfort advisor in the spring. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's talk a little training. Um again, so here you are, you're merging two businesses together. You have a certain way. I'm sure. I'm guessing you were doing all the training with your your previous when it was just you guys, right? Before you made the acquisition. Now all of a sudden, hey guys, we do this thing called training, and and we try to do it once a week. And so, like, how did that? How did they respond to that? Was there a lot of turnover at, right away, or did people really like, okay, let's give it a shot? It was growth mindset with most of them. Not a lot of turnover. Um, it's always been very straightforward, even from our first person that we ever hired. Like, hey, we're going to train. Um, we were always plugged into Learning Alliance um, yeah. and training with SGI since we were members. So we didn't yeah. wait until we had a team of 10 to start doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, right. I would go by myself when it was just me and Tanya. Like mm -hmm. I would go out of town and I would go to the service essentials. I would go to the comfort advisor and selling tech trainings. Um, and I've probably been at least every year since. Right? That's great. Um, That's great. But it's always been a thing that we've done. You know, when we're slower, we're training. You know, that's, you know, if we're not in a game, we're preparing for one. So right. that's how I always looked at it. It was always a part of what we did. Very, right. very important. Um, and everybody kind of knew that at all times. Um, yeah. But it wasn't a big turnoff for a lot of people. So everybody that's was great. like on board. Yeah, that's yeah, everybody was. And I think that the um, people probably take for granted, you know, uh, the opportunities that you guys have for the training, because I don't think they realize how, not every company, but some companies just don't have, um, haven't learned the value of that yet, right? So sure. they're not doing the training. And so I think that when you have that opportunity, they're like, oh, yeah, I really have the opportunity to work on soft skills or, yeah, I really needed to learn how to, you know, do whatever out in the field. And I think that that, um, that oftentimes gets overlooked with, with companies when they just haven't found that value yet in the training. So I think it offered them a lot of good opportunities. And even as we continue to bring people on, they're like, yeah, nobody's ever done this before. Nobody's That's ever great. trained before, even now. So um, yeah. it's, it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, company-wise, company -wise, sorry, we have, um, we've always had at least one weekly, one weekly okay. meeting. Yeah, That's so, great. and like, for example, now we have, um, 
what we do now is one weekly tech meeting, Tuesday mornings, installation meetings, Thursday mornings, and then uh, comfort advisor or anybody that's selling has uh, their own meeting right after the install meeting. Okay, I like it. One employee a week on an individual basis. We don't really have that set in stone, but we try right. to make we're, that we're putting a priority. That together now. Yeah. yeah, trying to That's make that great. a priority one on one at least, you know, once every few weeks whenever they fit in the rotation. And bringing our team to Learning Alliance, which mm -hmm. we're a part of LA, LA Live too. So mm -hmm. we're part of the LA On Demand and all that. But yeah, we're we we bring our we're bringing our team out of town. That's cool. So whatever training is necessary and the online courses too. Support for this podcast comes from Home Depot Pro. With an inventory of more than 100,000 products, the Home Depot Pro's product selection includes both the name brands you seek and the exclusive brands you trust. For more information, go to www.ebarnett.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with James Brown and Tonya Alexander-Brown, owners of Air Care Heating and Cooling in Charlotte, North Carolina. So far, we've learned how James and Tonya started their business. They shared how home warranties helped them launch and how they transitioned away from them. And they've shared the details of their first acquisition. In the second half of the conversation, we'll talk about how they've continued to shape and identify their company culture. We'll continue to talk about how they utilize one-on-ones to best understand their team and their motivations. We discuss their second acquisition and the new challenges and opportunities it brought. We talk some marketing and we talk a whole about a whole bunch more. So let's jump back into my conversation with James Brown and Tony Alexander Brown, owners of Aircare Heating and Cooling. Let's talk about the one-on-ones. I think that's something that we started talking about a couple of years ago. It's slowly, you know, gaining hold amongst uh, members because it's like, oh wow, we're going to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Like we're not just training you go go sell something, right? So what are your one on what are your one one on ones look like? What's what's the conversation typically like? You know, what questions do you ask just for people trying to learn how to do that? Sure. It's kind of like a, a mini performance review, you know, um, sure. but you're really kind of touching base with them to make sure that they don't need anything like to make sure that we've provided everything that we can for them to be successful. Right. What do you need that we're not giving you? What? <clears throat> What are we giving you that you're having trouble using, right? And so, um, you know, what are you seeing is successful? What are you seeing is not successful? What, you know, because everybody's personalities are so different. It's really hard to, you know, have that training where one size fits all. So yeah. just trying to, okay, so we learned about this a couple of weeks ago. So what are you still struggling with? Or what have you found really successful with what we've yeah. been doing? Um, and then obviously, you know, just touching base, like personal goals, professional yeah. goals. How can we help you reach those? So go we, above and beyond that with like, hey, mm -hmm. if we had, you know, if we were five times the size, what would you want to do in this organization? Mm -hmm. You know, that curveball of good question. You know, do you, you know, what do you want to do four years from now? Because yeah. if you are in one position and you want to be in a, try a different one, I want that on our radar. So we're making our decisions yeah. towards it, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as a team. So, you know, I've got technicians that want to learn how to sell and that's great we're discussing it so we want to see these things first and yeah. then things we're going to do and then we're going to ask of you before you get a green light but it's a yeah. plan now as opposed to um them waiting for us to draw a name out of a hat yeah. you know having the ones on ones really helps us mm -hmm. fine-tune our next decision making skills to so everybody wins right so i don't want to have a plan for somebody that they have a different plan for themselves yeah it doesn't help that's awesome. Do you, yeah, that's great. Do you do you find out things that you're shocked by? Like, I didn't realize you had that going on in your personal life. And that maybe explains why 
you had a rough week or or I had no idea you wanted to get into sales or you wanted to do extra. I mean, how much of that stuff is is has been discovered in doing these? Uh, a lot. A lot of that stuff is <laughs> yeah. usually just because we we oftentimes are. I mean, I know for us specifically, you know, we are just busy being busy. Right. Sometimes we sure. like to think we're more productive <laughs> than, we, than we are, but sometimes we're just busy trying to, you know, tread water. Right. And we forget um, that that one-on-one is really where um, those relationships are made. Right. Um, and Personal decisions affect your business decisions, honestly. They do. Especially right. when you're aware of them. Mm -hmm. So instead of being sidetracked by a lot of things, I mean, stuff happens to everybody, but if you can get to where somebody may be dealing with something or not knowing there's an issue, well, you can course correct quicker. Right. Possibly help them quicker, structure different. Hey, this guy doesn't need to have that extra call a day or it would mean a lot to this person if he had one less call a day you know yeah. i'm creative with our uh our service technicians schedule for that reason mm -hmm. right because right. What they were wanting to work and what we thought was the norm was not the norm anymore so mm -hmm. we just totally revamped it you know and Isn't that, that something? sorts of things yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing how is that unified everyone as a team how does that help create you know that buzzword culture that we like to use a lot does it help really stimulate that we're we're working towards it mm -hmm. um you know of being that perfect culture but you know as long as we're progressing you know we feel yeah. like we're making headway but it never right. you know we still see so much growth based on the examples we get at the other companies in sgi mm -hmm. you know like cme and brandon and john shkomi and and Josh with Rescue Air and you know all these people that we've looked up to a lot and got a lot of information sure. from help us along sure. the way. But um but knowing that we're better now than we were six months ago. Okay, cool. Right. We've made a right. good decision. Mm -hmm. and, and and having a confidence that six months from now we're gonna be better because you know, what can we do this week about being better then? We're talking right. about that with our with our team and we're not just business, business, business. Mm -hmm. We're very hey man, we're all in this together. If right. something's off in any part, we want to work together to get it corrected so we can all move forward, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know that 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 weekly meeting and just being a little more in tune with our team has given us a better perspective of, um, like I said, it's just those daily decisions. You know, you're not doing something with all business in mind. Right. It might be we might make a decision based on this team member and this team member and this team member, well, that call may be better for this guy because it's X time of day yep. or X time of call. And yep. you know, so, yeah, there's just so much to it. But having more of those pieces gives you a bigger picture and making the right decision. Yeah. Information. I, mm -hmm. How has that impacted turnover? Are you not seeing much turnover now as a result? Or do you still have a little bit of it? Or or do you seem like you guys have a pretty solid team? Everyone seems to be pretty happy. Um. Well, I... I would like to think that our that our team members are, are very very happy. Um, yeah. You know, with the with the second acquisition, you know, it, it was so interesting um, how much more different our companies ran. So, like with the first acquisition, wow. um, it was very kind of parallel, and so that yeah. was very very helpful. Whereas the second acquisition was less less so, right? So, um, uh, we haven't had much turnover, um, but just trying to incorporate those two cultures together um, was was a little bit different for us, which is why I felt like this past expo that we just had was so important because you guys were so focused on on the cultural aspect of it that. Yeah. 
that was so important to us where we, we took all that we're taking all that like back now to our team and we were actually able to bring um, a couple of our um, team leaders um, to that expo which made a huge difference for us too because Very it's not cool. just two crazy owners coming back with all these weird ideas <laughs> we're hoping they're going to forget about them in a couple weeks right but we yeah. we took our, our leaders with us and said okay let's let's do this together right and so i think for us it's it's a constant ongoing process um whereas we're we're hoping that you know as we kind of try to wait on the dust to settle a little bit because it's only since july when we made that second acquisition you know it's been a little bit of a slower burn but we're still committed to making that culture work and that's why i think this last expo was so important for us specifically because Mm -hmm. We do want to continue on. We don't want to make any kind of mistakes with personnel and things like that that you see. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to happen with acquisitions, right? So we're trying yeah. to, to to come in and it, and it helped us. It helped us focus on um, defining who we are and what our culture was first. Yeah. And if we were losing someone because they didn't want to be a part of that, we had to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, but as long as we had our definition of what our perfect core values are and our core, our core concepts like Brandon mentioned on stage, those yeah. were phenomenal. 10 core concepts. It was beautiful. Um, but we started, we're starting to define it as our air care way. So we're trying to define our way. So all our company knows that is or is not what we stand for or how we do it. And yeah. honestly, the people want to be a part of it and yeah. the wrong ones won't. And we yeah. had one of those that lasted maybe a month with the new acquisition. Sure. He was very much expecting more of the same, and we were very much not that. And yeah, it wasn't going to click. So right, right. But at least it wasn't six months of waiting to find that out. For sure. No, and and you brought up a good point. I I should ask a question first before turnover is is you made the second one, second acquisition, and yeah. that invites a whole boatload of of you don't know what to expect, right? So so let's first and, let's first, and oh, fifteen months later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't wait around. No, <laughs> no we didn't. Um, well, I have to be honest. I wanted to wait. Uh-huh. I yeah, like I said, he's building For the parachute on the way down. Right. I'm trying right. to figure out what the parachute's yeah. made out of. But anyway, um, <laughs> so again, the belief in him. I have a belief in him, and obviously, I have you know uh, faith in what we're doing here. Um, but I'm, I'm very cautious when it comes to that stuff. And he's very much like, let's just roll the dice. Um, yeah. So <laughs> educated guesses, man. It's a good combo yeah. though, right? No, right. no one goes too far. No one goes too far, right? Yeah. Which we, we try to keep each other in check, but sometimes that works better than others. But um, <laughs> so it, it was an interesting, interesting the second time because of how differently we were. Like with the first company, like I said, there were a lot of parallels, whereas I feel like the second acquisition was less so. Um, yeah. And he- and with that, we went to the service line. I mean, yeah, so I mean, a lot of happened with that first acquisition, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, the service line happened as as we were doing the acquisition. But at least we had that in place for the second one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, the second acquisition, um, like I said, we're still kind of waiting on our more more stuff to settle with that. But you know, we had a, a company that was in business for forty years, and wow. a lot of their um, uh, personnel was have been with them. Forty uh, years. Thirty years. <laughs> wow. Well, that one got. Uh, yeah, long time. Are like so. 30, 30 years. So yeah, the actual team members. Mm-hmm. The team members were, were there for a really long time. The one that been there the least amount of time was the lady in the office that was part time. But other than that, six and a half years, ten years, twelve years, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Wow, thirty. Yeah, 
So. Yeah. And, and they very much kind of settled in with their ways after 40 years, right? Well, so sure. Um, sure. They, they didn't have, um, they did have a computer system, but um, it wasn't utilized, I don't think, to the, its fullest capability. So, um, you know, it, it's been a, a less... Um, Not a lot of symmetry. There wasn't yeah. a lot of symmetry, but there wasn't a lot of <laughs> right. symmetry. The, be right. the best way to say that. Um, but, you know, I think that's helped us understand a little bit more about what's important to us yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, right? And so instead of trying to um, be frustrated by that, which I think is the initial reaction, obviously, um, you know, we've tried to kind of take that and decide, okay, well, it isn't this now, but this is where we want it to be. And these are the opportunities that it presents and trying to take that and kind of run with it. And so that's where we see um, the second one going is the opportunity that it presents. I don't think um, based on the research that we've done after 40 years that they were in business, I, they only had 250 club members maybe. So wow, what a great opportunity that is to, to, you know, open up the books and find, you know, find out who needs a club membership. Right. So even yeah. just, all kind of back to the basics with the with their uh, their clientele. I was going to say, how, what what's their customer base look like? How many how many phone numbers and addresses did you have? Even was that base accurate? Because there was so much just who's calling today. You know, yeah. it was it was phenomenal, and how much was actually on paper compared to actually in the computer system. So what, yeah, what system are they using? Is it just they have like an Excel spreadsheet with everything, or do they they have a CRM of any kind? Or? No, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> Something called Servcom. I'm not really sure. Yeah. It looks like a like a DOS system, maybe. I'm not. We know sure. service line was awesome at helping with that. Yeah. They so were good. We, I was gonna. That was my next question. Yeah. Um, now, I guess another. You, you mentioned club memberships, and that's been. By the way, we mentioned it to begin with, and you mentioned it with Jones or with that company. But the biggest thing now is that has always been a big thing for us. So right. let's talk about that a little bit because we're very passionate about club memberships. Sure. Like, and culture-wise, everybody in this company knows that everything's better with a club. Okay, okay. that's good. Yeah. For everyone. Um, when we had been doing our thing forever, um, when we were doing about one, we still had about 350 clubs. Okay. okay. That was how many we had. Um, the new company had a couple hundred also. So then we had about five or 600 total with the first acquisition. By the end of that year, we had breached a thousand. Okay. Yeah. So now the latest count we had was, you know, 10 months later, we're, oh, we're like scratching the door of 1800. Wow. That's so grown quickly. Every month has been a, an adding to it. Um, yeah which has been phenomenal. So we're, yeah. that's one of our biggest prides is that everybody is, you know, on board with really that did. and growing those clubs. Yeah. yeah. We really do try to push the club memberships. Yeah. Big sure. time. Talk, talk about what, 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 what are the different uh, features of your, of your benefit? What do you guys offer? How does it differentiate itself from other clubs that maybe other companies are offering in the Charlotte area? Well, ours uh, are very uh, reasonably priced in comparison to a lot of people when, whenever we do the, um, whenever we call around to kind of do comparison shopping. But um, I mean, yeah. I, I think, <laughs> well, other than the, the discounts, we have a reduced service fee and, sure. and all that's pretty clear. But um, what we started doing is we started adding um, 
a five-year warranty, parts and labor warranty. Oh, wow. Okay, good. So if you, you know, have a part that's replaced, um, as long as you have that club membership, you know, we're going to offer a five-year parts and labor warranty on that. Oh, repair, great. So um, without it, obviously, it comes with the standard, the standard two-year parts and labor. But, um, you know, our, ours are really very affordable compared to a lot of people in our areas. I mean, we're lower, but not too low to where, you know, it's not unreasonably low either. Yeah, so. I know some of our SGI people, it varies across the board. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Some people are just our house. This is the monthly, but we do the first, uh, yeah, the first, uh, first system is twelve ninety five a month. But okay. If you have a second, third, fourth system, it's $9 for each additional. So okay. it could be twenty one ninety five for two systems, you know, $260 a year. It could be, sure. you know, uh, $29.95 or $30.95 for three systems. So we do price it per system. Mm -hmm. So we are low, but that's only for one system. With two and three systems, a lot of people are, some people are just $18 a house. Yeah. Well, maybe one, two, or five systems to that house. So that's what we've done for a long time, and that's what's worked yeah. for us. Sure. I haven't jumped up on that because we've had our successful growth. So I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. You know, so, so yeah. far, so good. Um, we do have a discounted service fee and we do have uh we do 20 percent discount on repairs not 15. okay okay so yeah those are some details now, about it. just the two visits they, don't have a bunch of levels gold platinum silver we don't do that no that's all right i think it, that's it, mainly, I think that was mainly my idea i don't want to track it that way i, <laughs> I, I was gonna say that's what i i've heard all it, it can be a headache right so uh no i don't blame you i think most people just do the one nowadays uh, now are they all sold monthly or will you sell some annually as well we do both. We do both. Okay. Uh, we started off as annually. Um, then we started the monthly, I think, as soon as we can start tracking that and processing it. Um, but even to date, what we found is, um, like right now, out of all our monthly, that's right at 30 to 35% of our total memberships. Okay. And that number's So more people are going monthly than annual. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't. But I mean, honestly, we have customers that prefer annual. We have customers that prefer monthly. So sure. we keep offering both until that's not a thing anymore. Sure. Are the uh, now on the annual ones? Do you just hit the credit card at the the twelve month anniversary, or do you is that an outbound call, or it's sold on the next tune up? How do you uh, how do you handle reupping those? It would be both. So we would either Whatever make yeah we would either make the phone call yeah, we either make the phone call and collect for the membership at that time and then schedule their visit or we could schedule the visit and collect at the time. So okay, okay. And communicate with the technicians if it's mm -hmm. going to expire at a certain time, if this is the last visit or if it's the first one, and yeah. all that communication is done pretty well and tracked pretty well. So everybody's on the same page and not a lot is expiring without somebody really knowing about it. I'm glad. Yeah, I wanted to ask about the process of which you educate the homeowner on the on the club membership so i'm guessing you every phone call. i was going to say the, the phone every call comes in are they asking the question are you a club member and then I, you know the ladies answering the phones they know to they have a little they have some scripting to talk about that the Absolutely. club membership yeah Absolutely. for sure okay and then you said uh dispatch to uh the technicians they know when those opportunities hey we, we need them to re-up so that that's another touch point um, when do the technicians talk about the club membership? Is it only at the end or or is that kind of in the beginning? Like, is it brought through up, throughout. brought up throughout? throughout. What's that? Yeah, it's throughout. Yeah, yeah. it's never a mystery. Um, yeah. uh, they, if they're not a club member, it could be, you know, and then we've done that with some of our practice, but and different technicians handle it differently. 
but it could be in uh, the beginning conversation of, you know, have you had any regular maintenance done? And and you could be mentioning it then and then going over the details and offering it yeah. when other options of repairs, right? Of, of what the actual pricing is and the price with or without it and the benefits of it that way. Incorporating yeah. it into a must, should, and could, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it could be, um, yeah, it could be, it, it could be, talking about the club membership for the first 15 minutes at the door. I mean, it really yeah. depends. Sure. Sure. Is it no always, what's that? There's no wrong time. There you go. For sure. It's just make sure you do it. Um, is it always included? Like if you do a must should could, is it always in every option that you present to a homeowner or is it only like the last two or how, how did, what's your approach in building options with the club membership? No, they're not an existing club member. Um, most of our guys are probably going to build it in or at least okay. talk to them about it to say, hey, do you want it priced with or with? Do you want to pay full price or do you want to see our club membership? Yeah. Yeah. So there's they're usually really good about, I mean, yeah, I mean, converting. You know, yeah. they convert. So, and we do the discounts right away, mm. you know, but we're also very aware if we have a problem on say people are signing up just to cancel <laughs> yeah right it's still a rarity it is okay it that's good we may get two or three of those people a year it's really not it, it really hasn't been a problem you're always going to have people sure that, that, that they want to do that and that's just i mean that just for us it just reiterates okay well that's fine we just we don't need you as a customer then you know what i mean or we'll, we're going to be very careful about having you as a customer if that's sure. if that's the game that you want to play so then we just don't make them eligible for the monthly membership anymore and it's paying oh, enough yeah. attention oh okay not one technician has 10 of these a week yeah right, right. so it's very rarity across the board so we don't have any red we look for red any kind of red flags of where do we need to train or have different conversations or role play something a little different sure yeah so we're very aware of that now um i'm assuming techs are spiffed off of club sales right and they're spiffed off flip leads correct absolutely How, um, is there like a, an age barrier you put on a system where you're like hey if it's 12 years old we really want you to offer or no you're not you don't no. believe in that okay uh, no, we don't. Um, we're very be objective. Give the homeowner yeah. all the facts. Let them decide. Give them good okay. options. Um, okay. We don't want to put a, a, a number on it because I mean I've had a customer replace one just because their existing stuff wasn't in warranty anymore. Mm, okay. Nothing wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, or they just didn't like the bills. Or you know we find out you you do have a bunch of issues and they don't want to waste it into the old one. So there's all these reasons. But we like to look at it as being it's that would almost ask like when should we screen a human for cancer mm, mm -hmm. after a certain age or right. if you're you go to the doctor do you want the doctor to do a full physical and then right you all the facts so you can make the decisions you need to make right that's right look, that's how we look at it is just be thorough on every call go over all the options with the customer and let the customer tell you what they want you to do yeah. Well, it sounds like a lot of that's coming out and just in being in having your people trained well enough to ask questions of the homeowner and go explain to them it's out of warranty. Explain to them that there are more energy efficient. Uh, not that you're pushing it, but you're at least educating them. Right. That seems to be a big part. Of it. Yep. Educate. That's great. That's great. Make sure that the, the homeowner's educated. I don't want our guys to just go up and say, your widget's broken. It'll be four hundred dollars, right? No, don't don't just do that, right? Just yeah. Explain to them why that's important, why they should make that investment. Maybe that 
three or four hundred dollar widget's going to save them fifteen hundred dollars later or prevent you know or could have been prevented by yeah. doing this or you wouldn't even had this four hundred dollar repair right. right so we always want to make sure that they're educating the homeowner i don't i don't want anybody to i don't want us to have left and the homeowner really has no idea what the heck they just paid for right so you sure. definitely don't want that so sure very interesting okay well see I, you guys are worried you, you, you said we talk an hour and how can we talk an hour and here we are we're, we're knocking on an hour so I, I do want to ask a few more questions before i let you guys uh on your way you know the business is growing um you know you, you two acquisitions i'm sure that's you know you're getting additional phone calls from that what have you done with your your marketing lately as you want to continue to grow i mean do you just want to keep acquiring businesses or are you dedicating more of a certain percentage of revenue towards advertising funds or or what do you you know how are you considering growing the business from this point forward all of that james actually <laughs> has a has a seven-year plan that he has which includes the acquisition of a another trade which i'm still i, I, I don't know what year that is i don't i don't know about that yet i'm still trying to absorb my feelings and how i feel about these last two so um we yeah. put a firm hold on that for the moment until i can kind of figure out where the, yeah. the dust is settled from this latest one yes um sure. but we do you know we are still actively advertising on um we have hooked up with uh redesign, redesign. and they have been oh, absolutely okay. phenomenal for us they have been phenomenal. they helped us with the websites they helped us with the acquisition of looking at all of the when we originally signed up with them last year they looked at both the websites our old one and the new one we acquired and they said hey you just need to start with this and we did it and they've been phenomenal through all of this too Mm -hmm. So they they're been easy to work with, and we're working with them on our um, pay per click and local service ads too. Um, so other than the acquisition, we are consistent with them, yeah. And uh, and and that's helped us with just new clients in general. So yeah. that's been a part also for sure. Okay. Uh, but it's we're just getting started with it. We're still learning that too. You know, sure. we're we're very much, you know, commit to it then see what happens. You know, I I will not wait until it's a clear picture before we try, you know. Sure, um, sure. Which is hard, you know. But um <laughs> I would be more I would be more worried about never trying than than seeing what happens. Okay. Sure. I, I would much rather just just try and then learn from it and do the next one better and the next one better. Right. Right. Whereas right. I would just like to be comfortable in our own little box. But mm -hmm. he consistently okay. I'm like that too. the comfort zone and so but it's yeah. a mix of all that. It's sure, a mix right. of all that, you know. So yeah. we're working on business more now, or we wouldn't be able to before. So now we can focus on those things. About yeah. we're actually getting the organic growth now from advertising and marketing. Um, but the acquisition can always be a part of that to be able to acquire good teammates, you know, good mm -hmm. good team members and and quality people that way too. And yeah. the structure that comes with that, you know. So sure. there's so many pros and cons to it, you know. But yeah. there's a lot of pros. Is it uh, is it pretty much then your marketing's pay per click and SEO is that the main the main That's channels? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, gotta add, gotta mention the new building you guys just bought or or you're, you just moved into a rather a new a new space. Yeah, we didn't have time. To, it, it, that's yeah. I'll hit that real quick. Um, yeah. Because why not? We had um, we were leasing, <laughs> um, and then with this new acquisition, they already had a space too. But yeah. It was about. 25 minutes apart. It's all in the same market, okay, but just kind of different sides of the city. Um, but when we made the acquisition and we were like, okay, we didn't know if we're going to be working at these two locations for three months, six months, nine months. Right. But it was because we'd never done that before. 
So it got to the point where it's like, the sooner the better. So we kind of knew that week four, week five, week six, that we need to get under the same roof. And we, we searched and we found a good in-between spot, a good, you know, we can grow into place, Mm -hmm. uh, a commitment that we had to make, you know, but it felt like the right thing to do and something we can grow into. And it was, uh, 98% perfect for what we needed. That's That's great. You know, so, um, and, and then, yeah, so that was, I mean, that, okay. That second, that last acquisition was near the end of July. Yeah. July 17th. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, space, we got the keys for it on September 1. Mm-hmm. And then we're moving into it the second yeah. week of September. We've seen pretty big. I was going to say, I just said, you guys got a lot going on. Yeah, it has not, and not been a quiet couple, couple years. years. It was all perfectly no. in, in no. plan. No. But there's, there's but no such cool. Knowing where we are so we can course correct and you know, yeah. and as that, fast as possible. And I'll be honest, I think having SGI and all the people that are there to lean on, um, I know that having known what people were saying about acquisitions probably before we made the acquisitions, maybe we should listen a little harder. But like I said, James is very, very set on certain things. So um <laughs> I will say that, you know, we didn't wait on a lot of things. I think that the that SGI encourages, but it was really good to fall back on them for the advice because we had already made a, that leap in some of those instances, yeah, right? So yeah, sure. it was too late to listen to that. Um, but having them there <laughs> to, to say, okay, um, well, since you're, since you are here, this is what you need to do. And this is what you need to focus on. That's been really important to us and trying to make sure that we get, you know, our P&L to mirror um, what you guys have for the same size yes. company. That, that we're trying to that we're trying to mirror um it, it's been really important to have that so we can know that's uh, huge where where we need to be and if we're not right. there where we need to strive for um right. and and i think that's made a really big difference and, and the coaches there are so they never yeah, yeah they never make awesome. you feel dumb for for <laughs> asking a question right because you know what i appreciate so much about this organization and i was just telling um the team members that we were able to bring is that you have everybody in that expo from all different levels. You have the oh, people yeah. who are doing $4 million a year, $60 million a year, and you have the people who are doing $400,000, 400, $300,000 a year, and everybody's just there trying to be better. Be the best right. them. And, it, and <laughs> yeah. nobody makes you feel like, oh, well, you guys aren't really doing enough for us to, to sure. worry about, right? everybody is is always just trying to make you be the best you that you can be and that's what i've always appreciated so much about this organization is that they really do you know they really do want to help you they have that that okay well you're not here and i see what you're trying to do but maybe you should try to do it this way if you don't want to do it that way I, i'll try to find somebody who can help you do it that yeah. way but i'm not really sure you know and so i've always really yeah, appreciated yeah. The mm-hmm. what they try to do um for um, for the members so just that's great to hear organization. oh thank so. you it's a, we try to call it SGI family for a reason. Hopefully there's always somebody you can pick up a phone and talk to and, and yeah. ask for advice or just to listen. Sometimes that's all that you need as well. Right. So yeah, phenomenal. And it has been phenomenal ever since we've been a part of it. And, and the funny thing, is, the more we do it, the more comfort, knowledge, progress we're good. Sure. We get. sure. Well, I think there's, there's growing, you know, and you, and you grow into being more open and, and exposing yourself more and, and, and asking questions because you're, you're more comfortable in your skin. I think that's a big part of it as well. You know, and yeah. as you guys have grown, you're obviously learning more and, and, and getting even better. Um, real, real quick, just one last, well, actually two, two, two last questions. How long do you think you can stay in that space? Like, do you have big growth goals? 
I know you said to add the other trade. I mean, do you have in your mind you want to hit certain amount of revenue in the next two years yeah, or so? Yeah, we can do that out of here. We can do that out of here. Um, okay, good. I'm just putting the budget together for next year, but it looks like we should be doing three and a half to four um, preliminarily, um, you know, just looking at it. But um, I was literally working on it this morning. But, That's good. You know, we we have the space here to, you know, run four install crews, do seven to ten million. Um, you know, we, we can grow out of here for sure. That's we great. have built out we need to do. It's a whole bunch of warehouse, not as not enough office, you know. So there's yeah. a lot of things we still have to do. Yeah. Um it's by no means the perfect office space yet. Sure. But we have the um the floor space to make it happen. Like mm -hmm. we're training in our warehouse right now. We don't have a yeah. meeting room. Yeah. You know, so it's just gonna make it work. We're just lucky the weather works with us right now because it's not a 90 degree warehouse. Right, so right, right. <laughs> we have a morning and we're still in good shape. Sure. So, you know, it may be spring before we do that. I, I have yeah. no idea. I just know we're good here and we're all under yeah. one roof. And that's, that's what awesome. was a priority that, for us at the time. That was definitely a priority is making making sure that we could all get under one roof. Because working at two locations was Yeah. Disjointed. Was, yeah. I love I love to hear your budgeting and you guys are knowing what your numbers are. So I know you're gonna do that money, that revenue and, and know you're you're profitable. That's that's obviously all the revenue in the world doesn't matter if you you can't keep any of it. Um, all right, last question. What advice would you have for other SGI members or just other contractors about acquisitions or about scaling your business or anything you just learned and went, boy, I wish I would have known this, or just do this, you know, to kind of help them in their journey. Comes to mind. Try to work through your fears. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was very fearful of that. Um, sure. But we've had a lot of benefits come out of this, right? Um, the people that we that we get to work with, um, and the the homeowners that we get to help. Um, it really, it, for us, I know that I had to kind of just overcome that fear of what it was going to take. Yeah. Because even though it, even though it may seem daunting, um, lot a lot of paperwork and a lot of um, a lot of headaches. At the end of the day, it, it really is worth it. If all the numbers make sense, it really is worth it for you to yeah. do. Yeah, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, I get the numbers to make sense. So that's definitely the big thing is make your numbers make sense. You know, you right. got them. They have to make sense. Um, it's not a blind leap. You know, yeah. it's not a blind leap. You do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, um, you find facts before you own the commitments. Yeah. Okay. Find the facts out first. You know, you want to know how many calls. You want to know how many club members. You want to know how many maintenance clubs. You want to know how many installs. You want to know the dollars behind them. Right. You want to know warranties that they have been promised. You know, you right. want to know right. like so you gotta know what you're committing to and then um understand that you don't know it all yet so oh, think of worst yeah. case scenario and if you're okay with worst case scenario it might be try to it might be time to leave yeah you know, but if you're not then um dig more keep digging yeah and take clarity mm -hmm. on is it right for me or not that's great good stuff tanya james thank you so much for for your time today here we are over an hour again i told you we it would it would go fast so hopefully you feel the same this was super insightful. I think people will have a lot to learn from your story. Uh, certainly a unique story with all the acquisitions you've done. We don't see that all the time, but uh, so far it's been a good experience, it sounds like for you guys. So I uh, wish you nothing but success and I look forward to, to seeing you guys uh, hopefully in Orlando in uh, 
at the next expo in a few months. We're open a, open to bring team with us, you know. All right. We can get scoreboard people with us. So that's our goal. Oh, that'd that's be our... exciting. That's the goal? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. neat. That's great. Well, I'll be sure I'll have to interview them down there about how they're a crown champion. That would be neat. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. All right, guys. Thank you again for all your time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your uh, your day and keep uh, kicking butt. Bob, Thank thanks. you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. That's James Brown and Tony Alexander Brown, owners of Air Care Heating and Cooling in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is a successful contractor powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit www.toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.